bit of work, man, that don't scare us. I get up, I go hard like I'm George Harris. Make plays, break lanes, push weight, break chains, go hard, kick ass, take names. I'm being good, I'ma be great. I'm gonna carry that weight. Earn my stripes, my merits, I gotta go hard like I'm George Harris. Welcome to Fight Night Flashbacks. I have a special guest in the house. It is Michael Chandler, the great Michael Chandler, all the way from Nashville, Tennessee. Mike, we are we're gonna go over a few of your key fights. You have so many fights, it was tough to pick. Mm-hmm. I want to start with this first one. It was your last Bellator fight against Benson Henderson. Yep. Because I feel like this was such a pivotal moment in your career because this is the fight where. You know, you lose this one, kind of dictates where you're going to go a little bit. The rest bit. of like my life. Yeah. The rest of my life. The this rest was, of this my was, life. This was the most, uh, yeah, this was the most pressure I've ever felt. Not not just the fact that it was the last fight on my Bellator contract, choosing to go to free agency, but anybody who knows and has watched Benson Henderson, he's durable. It's really hard to look good against Benson Henderson in a it's lot tough. of ways because you never really get him hurt. He never he never looks bad. He He always has that stoic look on his face you're not gonna break him there's nothing going on it's almost like he's just hanging out doing nothing in there so i was just you know quite frankly very nervous that i was even even if i won i was confident i was going to win but i thought i might have had a lackluster performance against a guy who just you can never look good against yeah it's tough to look good against him you're talking about a hall of famer man yeah benson henderson's a, a freaking savage little story about benson henderson we'll start the fight when i was first uh when i decided to try mma I just looked up my local, this is in Denver, um, I looked up my local like jiu-jitsu gym. Yeah. And so it's my first, I was in my car, I'm like, God, I don't want to do this. And I was selling supplements door to door, like Pursuit of Happiness style. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm sitting in my car, I'm like, do I really want to do this? And I was like, let's just try it out. So I go and uh, there's a, a gentleman behind me, I hold the door open and I go, what's up, man? He goes, what's up? And I go, oh, it's my first day. He goes, oh, cool. Yeah, it's like my second. And I go, oh, what are you doing? He goes, um, plans to make to the UFC. I go, shit, me too, man. What's your name? He goes, Benson Henderson. What? Yep. In in Colorado? In Colorado. Before he moved to Arizona? Yeah, his coach was John uh, John Crouch. John Crouch, John Crouch yeah. yeah. And his gym, they started in Denver. And they moved to Arizona. They moved to Arizona. And he uh, his uh, wrestling coach, um, Leister Bowling, was my head coach. Oh, Years yeah. Years later, yeah, we were all like... It was all intertwined, man. Wow. But I've always, always loved Benson. Henderson. Yeah, because bowling was out, stayed out in Colorado. Yeah, right? yeah, he's out there. You, he was the, you know, he helped out the University of Northern uh, Colorado program, mm-hmm. and he's the one who brought Gaethje in yep. the mixed martial arts and with Trevor Whitman stuff like that. Wow. So yeah, those are my Dang, guys. Man, man, that's crazy. Second Isn't that day, crazy? Benson Henderson's yeah. second day at he's the like, gym. He's like, yeah, goals get the UFC. I'm like, me too. I mean. You know, I think every even Hollywood's like, what's the goal? Uh, to be Brad Pitt's like, yeah. me too. And yeah. nobody, you know, they're like serving Starbucks now. Yeah. How crazy is that? Both are like, nuts. UFC, we both made it to the UFC. That is crazy. Yeah. Never like, but then I went to that gym and then there's no heavyweights. And then I navigated towards another gym in Aurora, neighbor Karch gym, because there's a heavyweight Shane Carwin there. But oh, yeah. yeah, that was my first experience. So shout dude, out to that's crazy. Benson Henderson. I love that dude. Legend. So this fight for you, a lot of people, more pressure than ever on this one. More pressure than ever. Ever. And, and it was also a, a, a weird time. This was this was a weird time in mixed martial arts where the pandemic hits. Bellator, the, U, the UFC started about two months before, finally. I think they had their first fight in May. Uh, this fight was in August uh, after the pandemic hit. So it was just Jeez. a weird time where there was everything was up in the air. So my whole 
the rest of my career was kind of up in the air because I couldn't get this last fight And did you, going. did you feel more pressure than ever going more, into this? Yeah, mainly because, yeah, obviously I chose to go into free agency. You're banking on yourself. Banking on myself, Scary. betting on myself against a guy like Benson Henderson. The, the fight before this, um, when we had fought, you know, I, I beat him. It was a split decision. Had a bad fifth round. Obviously, I mean, you're fighting Benson Henderson. It's just he it's goes tough to look yeah. good against him. Man. It's really hard. So. All right, let's hit it, man. Let's check this out. So in this fight, a lot of pressure, but you're still you're still Mike Chandler out there, man. Yeah, you know. And so once again, yeah, I wanted to get get in his face right away. We knew he was going to throw those those hard left kicks. Um, I hit him with a lot of right kicks in in the first fight. Banged up his arms a lot. Hit him to the body a couple times. So I just wanted to kind of I wanted to put the pressure on him right away. Um, but he's always kind of pawned, and he's and he's really good at managing distance. He's really good at managing distance. Yeah, what makes Ben very special is a his fight IQ. Yep, and he's pretty good at everything. Everything, and you're not you're just not gonna break. He's Benson not spectacular Henderson. anywhere, but he's really good everywhere. You and know? those guys, are, and, but it, what makes him, I think, elite is his mentality and his leather skin. His skin oh, does yeah. not show. I mean, that no first damage. fight, I hit him with the at my whole entire arsenal on his face and not didn't have a scratch didn't have a, any swelling nothing by the way that that right hook that he just threw my left rib over here still hurts a year oh, and a half yeah. later oh wow and i i've had it worked on um it wasn't a broken rib or anything and maybe it was i don't know i mean you basically got a tattoo yeah. from benson Henderson. basically it's just it there has not your ribs away. are gonna hurt yeah. for the rest of your life but the, the, i mean the the one kind of thing that was going on in this fight my, myself and henry hooft were doing a lot of stuff we were switching stances we throw a right hand step forward with the right with the right foot and switch to southpaw right here I, i've switched to southpaw that was the yeah. second time i've done it now in the fight and then that's how the the fight ends i eventually hit him with a throw the throw the right hand or no i throw a right kick step through into a southpaw and put myself into a southpaw position and, and drop him originally with the left and that left. was the kind of the crinkle that you brought into ooh, the yeah. crinkle into this fight just to mix it up yeah and and me and Henry have been working out. There, there it is again, the kind of the stance switch. Ooh. I hit him with another one. So I guess there was three three or four times that it happens. But that's that's how training is though too. Here's the right kick, switch, stance. Oh no! So I, hit, I did that. You're setting it once. up though. Yeah. And it's one of those shin hurt right there, big time. I bet. Um, but we were doing a lot of that, and a lot of times you train stuff and it doesn't come out for a while. Straight left. Ooh. And then it was that punch right there. Where it looks like even even the guys in the booth were like it looked like he didn't hit him, but I hit him basically right on top of the head, and it that was what kind of put him out. And, that's and this power. was this was that's I, power. I guess bro. that is power. I guess, I guess. I mean, I'd rather get finished like you finished Benson than the way you finished Hooker, which I find extremely disrespectful. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> that one's terrible. But you know, he's pretty shook up, man. That's how much yeah. power you have, dude. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And then how happy you're. Oh, I've was, been there, man. When I fought Mitrione, like the UFC wanted me to sign a new six fight deal, and I was like, "No, let me win this one and then negotiate." And then all my sponsors were all predicated off me winning that fight yeah. to re-sign. So it's like so much pressure, man. Yeah. And I felt so relieved. Did you just when this the, fight over, you're like, "Oh, thank God"? This dude. was uh, this was the most relief I've ever had since I went. I lost. Boom. I lost three fights in a row. And then I, I won my, you know, I, I finally got back on the winning track. Um, that was when I, that was the second most relief I've ever had in my entire life. Because think about that dude, it, you, that hit him straight on the jaw. Yes, yeah, so this one was straight on the jaw. Boom! And it even, it caught I his was shoulder. Kind of like a, yeah, yeah, a little bit of a. And then this one was on top of the head. Bink. Oh, that kind of just gave, yeah, gave him the Yeah, because he old, was all right. And that one on the top of the head is what shut the lights Gave him the old C-spine, yep. C-spine shake up. Yeah, that's tough. 
yeah, Dan I think, jumps in. Yeah, you, you just have to feel such a sense of relief. And right then, there, dude. That's the big hug. Like, dang, just hold me. It worked. Hold me, Henry. It we did Just it. hold me. Yeah, I was like. We did it. Because think about it, dude. You know, you lost fights before that. You lose this one. Mm-hmm. Free agency is going to be pretty tough. You don't have a yeah. lot of negotiating power. Or even a lackluster performance. I mean, you know Agreed. the UFC is going to use that against you. Hey, Benson, we cut him years ago, and you barely you, know, you barely beat him the first time. The second time, you didn't look that great. I mean, and that's nothing against the UFC. This is, it's business. It's in negotiations. It's part Very of business. It. Let's take a little break from breaking down some of Michael Chandler's amazing fights because, man, online shopping isn't slowing down anytime soon. The pandemic's slowing down, but online shopping is a booming, and you need to keep your business ready to go. It needs to keep up with the pace, and my friends at ShipStation got you covered, man. You never have to worry about shipping ever again. Make the switch to a solution that handles all your shipping needs quickly. It's affordable. It's painless. ShipStation is already trusted by over 100,000 e-commerce sellers. Keep track of orders from any sales channel. Easy, Easily find the best shipping and carrier with Deeply discounted rates. Deep, man. Save time by funneling all your orders in one simple interface. No matter what you're selling, manage every order. Amazon, eBay, Etsy, your own website. Like a lot of my friends do. They, they're doing their merch. They're doing whatever, man. It's their own website. And they're using ShipStation to get it to you on time. Save money as well. When you compare carrier options and choose the best shipping solution every single time, Save your sanity knowing your orders are handled and you're getting the best rates possible. All right, no wonder 98% of companies that use ShipStation for a year keep using it for as long as they're in business and it's that good. ShipStation, man, ship more in less time with ShipStation. Use my code SHAUB, S-C-H-A-U-B, to get a 60-day free trial. That's two months free of no-hassle, stress-free shipping. Just go to ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page, type in SHAUB, S-C-H-A-U-B, ShipStation. Make ship happen. Now let's get back to Michael Chandler. This is, yeah, this is so a this, UFC this debut. So this year UFC debut here against Dan Hooker, who, huge fan of the, the Hangman. Hooker is a yeah. nightmare. I I, 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 Will, we have a mutual friend in Will Compton who's yep. out in Nashville, played uh, for the Raiders, played for Tennessee for a long time. Will, you know, he's not an expert in MMA and always for your fights, you go, right, how do you think the swing going down? And I told him, I said, I got to be honest, man, out of all the matchups, I'm not stoked they gave him Dan Hooker. Trust first. me, I felt the same way. I, I, I didn't tell out my of wife all the guys, that. I, was I not, didn't tell anybody that, but I was They're not like, doing many right. favors. Well, the that's, fight. I, that's exactly. I told Compton, yeah. I go, they're not doing many favors. Like, Hooker is a savage. Well, because man. you got to you got to lay the groundwork too. The fight before this, Dustin Poirier and him fought to a twenty five minute war. You know, and there was a couple times where he hurt Dustin Correct. Poirier. You know, and Dustin Poirier is the number one guy in the world at that time, or number two guy in the world. Um, you know, so I knew it, and he's he poses a lot of problems. He's freaking. He's he's, long. he's 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 listed at six one. He looked like felt like he was six four. Sure, you know, I'm standing there at the weigh-ins, looking up at him like, he's whoa, huge. what did I get myself and into? And he's also a guy. His mentality, like he has that championship mentality. He you're, does. You're not breaking that. No, you ain't breaking that. He's a, you keep finding these fucking dudes that don't break no. at your level. That's what you get. Yes, but Dan Hooker, you're, a you're not going to scare him. Can bully him. You're not going to scare him. And then also, it's like. He's just a tough customer. Like tough again, customer. he's a he's long, he's gangly, mm-hmm. you know. So and he's good. He's- I didn't love this fight for you. So as far as pressure wise, obviously Benson Henderson, insane. Yeah. Entire trajectory of your career is based off when that fight. A lot of pressure. First UFC fight and and it's a Conor McGregor fight. Co co main event on a huge pay per view. Big boy. Um, to be honest, I didn't feel a lot of pressure in this fight, and that's and that's when I knew. 
that I had made the, made the right decision. Oh, wow. Um, you didn't feel like you had anything to prove to the fans, I mean, stuff like that? I think uh, I did. I, th- I think for, I don't mean to interrupt you, I think, you know, you're, you're the face of Bellator for a long time, man. Mm-hmm. So I think it, it justified, A, Scott Coker and Bellator, you coming over, getting a huge win. You know what I'm saying? Because they're rooting for you. They don't want you to leave and then just get your ass kicked in the UFC because it makes their brand look bad. Yep. So I think you have the pressure of, a saying, "Hey, yeah, Bellator guys are pretty fucking good, man. I, you know, I was a world champion there for a reason." And then also, you're representing so much from that other organization coming with the UFC. Yeah. So, I, I, I don't know. I feel like there'd be a lot of pressure. There, on you. Yeah, I mean, there should when you when you lay out the laundry list of reasons why there should be pressure. Um, it makes good. sense, but I, but I was good for some reason. I just I had made peace with. I knew that I made the right decision. I knew I was right where I was supposed to be, right there in Abu Dhabi, uh, January twenty third. I was. I knew I was right where I was supposed to. And be. also, even your demeanor, like yeah. you came out. Like I don't think I've ever seen you that way, man. You looked just happy. I was you happy and happy, focused. Man. That that was that. This was probably that. This was the happiest moment of my career. Oh damn! Walking walking out to this fight because, I mean, because when you take it back to, I made a decision not a lot of people would have the courage to make, okay. and I don't. I don't say that to to pump my own ego. Yeah, I just think. Though. I think. I think so many people in life we we play it safe and we're too afraid to to take that leap. And stand on the edge of discomfort and and really virtual uncertainty. I have yep. no idea what was going to happen. I could go. This could be my first loss in the UFC, and then the next fight, I go zero and two, and then I get cut, and then the rest of my career is what it is. Agree, but, but you you also know too from you know previous kind of experience in the history with the UFC when you come from another organization, especially when a world champ, you're not getting those warm up fights, no. man. Yeah, like you're they're, they they want to you know you're gonna sink or swim yeah. right away yeah right away yeah when, which, so which luckily that's again, what I, I wanted yeah I wanted but. I just again I being your friend I didn't like <laughs> I the didn't Dan Hooker fight. I didn't either I, I didn't like, tell anybody fuck. but I hate that's the, why I, told, I hated the fight I told Will I'm like not crazy about it man yeah. he goes you bet I'm like I will but I I don't like it man yeah. and Will's like oh thanks for nothing yeah, dude so exactly yeah what a hit it, confidence. Man. But this, uh, yeah, you just look like you're in your element, man. I was, man, and it was just there was something. There was it was I was it was the only way I can describe it is I was right where I needed to be, you know. Dan, and then Dan is you can already see obviously the height difference, and I already fight pretty long, uh, wide leg stance, shorter. But getting his face, I knew those leg kicks were going to come. I was able to check most of them the plan was to close the distance i assume and not yeah. let him you know use his range yeah. and movement and it, yes and that was a thing that was a thing too everyone said dan hooker's gonna knee me you know knee my chin yep. into the first very round good with and actually i jacked my, i jacked up my jaw really bad in this training camp a guy named bobby casal hit me with a knee i'll show you a video after this in, hit me in with training a knee, camp? straight up straight up the upon. middle in training camp frowned upon but. yeah talk about a talk about a vote of confidence where i'm like okay dan hooker really is gonna knee me knock me out i mean he is known for his <laughs> freaking yeah. knees you know so, so here you're just you're just because you're he's rangy so it's like, so you're yeah. trying to close the distance but and a lot of right level time. changes level changes and feints keep them guessing is how you want yeah is how you want to how you want to bring out a lot of the stuff and, and you're starting to see some of his attacks he's not throwing a lot with his hands he really only threw a lot of kicks he's switching stances a little bit he's feeling you out trying to keep you at bay yeah. and then you just explode on homeboy yeah, yeah. i mean we, we went to the right hand of the body and i did kind of there was a little you bit of frustrated yeah there? a little bit of like okay we're just going to circle here but also i know i'm winning the fight if i'm if i'm closing the distance you know or at least i'm winning the 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 battle between the ears. And that man, was the first right hand of the body that we saw. So you're fi- figuring out your distance there, and yep. then it comes. There it is. A lot of one. level changes and mm-hmm. going to the body. Yep. Because you can go upstairs. I'm assuming you just set them up for that big right yeah. hand. Yeah, and and just I wanted to work the body. I, I mean, if I can hit guys with the right hand of the body, it, it takes a lot out of them. 
Here's another one. It was kind of a, a feint to a, a right overhand. Yeah, he's doing a lot of moves. He's just circling, mm -hmm. you know, trying to – he knows your power is an issue. Yeah, and each time, he, each time he kind of switches stances, of course, it changes up my rhythm, changes up, makes me have to think a little bit to the body again. Oh, here we go. And then I just kind of start to get – you know, this is where the you little You land on the body and then – There was the first one of the head. You're so aggressive, man. That was when I that was when I the, the tide shifted right there big time. That kick to the body there. Meaning? Just as far as mentally? you know Yeah, I think mentally he's like, okay, now this, you know, little short stocky wrestler just just front kick teeped me into the body. Correct. That was a leg kick that actually landed and I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna let that happen again. I'm gonna get in your face even more. Let level change, right hand of the body, left over. Oh, God. So dog. and then I almost went for the choke there, but luckily I Veteran move, just, yeah, veteran move. Came out and just started going to the back of the ear, and then I have no. I've Boom. never, I've never done, never done a backflip off the cage in my entire life. Very, so. very Justin Gaethje. Of I, very Justin Gaethje. Yeah, of very me. Justin Gaethje. Very of stupid of me because I'd never practiced that in my entire life. Decided to do it in front of the biggest audience I've ever had in my entire life. So yeah, there's a guy named Johnny Walker who was also like, "You ever <laughs> seen the worm? Check this <laughs> yeah. out. I'm a, I'm a budding prospect. <laughs> prospect. Let me, let me show you the worm, and then." Blows the shoulder blows out. Shoulder it's out. never been the same since. Yeah, it was bad. Love so, the American flag. Yeah, it was. You awesome. got to feel so good, man. This was yeah. This was this was the the most satisfying win from a hyped up perspective. Not as much of the 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 pressure coming off, but just a. I knew it. I was like almost like, good job. You did what you you know you you took a chance and it worked out well for you because there's nothing better than that sad huge pay when you take a chance yeah yeah and i also think for ufc fans who they're familiar with you with your work in bellator but like all right let's see what this guy's all about yeah. and then you get this just k this crazy ko yeah. over dan hooker you got the american flag got the american flag we're in front of like 2000 people in abu dhabi and i'm jumping up on the cage like like i have a bunch of fans there but i really <laughs> don't because it's abu dhabi and i'm from america <laughs> Yeah, so that Savage, that, that right dude. hand of the body kind of shift overhand left, kind of like a left left hook. But but I did switch Boom. stances right there. But it was all set up with the body shots, yeah. man. You kept going back to the well there, and then yeah, yeah. And then with the level changes and stuff too, I, I saw him start to. I saw I saw his hands start to come down. He saw his hands start to come down to, to defend the takedown because yeah, I mean the only way that most people would say that I beat Dan Hooker, I'm not going to beat him in a striking match. I was I needed to take him down, but look at DC. Yeah, DC. Huge. This was yeah. This was yeah. Great. First time ever. Full Pretty send. legit though, dude. Full send. You've never done a, a backflip like that. N not off the cage. No, I've done a lot on the on the ground from the ground to the ground. So I don't know why I did it, but I did. And I'm assuming that <laughs> that combination is the Henry Hoof specialty. It's right? something that we we've we've worked a He's lot. He's a genius, huh? He's a genius, and it's and it's very simple. Even though that that looked cool, you know, most of the time when things look cool, you think, well, it must be very intricate. All of his stuff is just so simple, and it works really well for me. I've I've fought and trained in some systems that were just a little bit too, a little bit too intricate. You know, like for me, it's tough simple, to do not, not that when the bullets are flying, yeah, it's tough. Simple to go stuff to that. wins. Yep. I mean, yep. most most of the time, I mean, when you see when you see ninety something percent of the knockouts, it's it's a. It's usually it's the meat and potatoes. It's, it's the meat I mean, and potatoes. I mean, you get a few spinning stuff. back kicks and all that shit, but it's usually yeah. I mean, the the jab, the right hand, the the body, the hooks. It's yeah. the meat and potatoes. Exactly, and I'm not. I'm the kind of guy where I need to keep it as simple as possible in order to be as as 
effective as I possibly can be. I also think with your athletic ability and your power, like you don't need to do all the crazy shit. I guess, yeah, I mean, that's that's true too. I think, and that's that's part of why I love putting pressure on guys because when I, not only do they feel my presence and they feel my pressure, then all of a sudden they feel the power. Correct. So now it's second guessing themselves three different times, three different ways, and then you start to take them out of their game plan where they start to think, okay, I had an idea of who this guy was when I was going to fight him, but I didn't quite realize how fast and powerful and how much pressure he was going to put on me right away. So it starts to make them change their mentality right from the get-go. I think what else you have going for you before we get to the Charles Oliver fight, mainly all all your your fights, especially in the UFC, have been, you know, it's all about your stand-up. Yeah. power, your powerful right hand, stuff like that. You can fucking wrestle and yeah. grapple. I haven't shown you that yet. You just chose not to. <laughs> yeah. So I like will in the gates you find, like, if he doesn't shoot a double, I'm going to freak I know. the fuck out. I, I, will, I will tell you this right now. I never, of course, yes, I did start chasing the knockout and started chasing the big shots and started maybe got a little I bit. I get it. Got a little bit ahead of myself being at Madison Square Garden fighting Justin Gates, you wanting to get, get into a brawl. But there wasn't as many times as, as you would think there was openings to get the takedown. The way Justin, the way Justin Gaethje closes his eyes, puts his head down, and swings overhand, brings his hips really far back, and there's a barrier in between you, yeah. and you and him. His head is between you, his hands, his arms, and his hips are way back behind him. So he's, he's never in a great position to get taken down, and I think that's why he doesn't get taken down a lot. I, I agree with that, and then I also, you know, the thing about Justin Gaethje, again, I've been, I, I knew Justin when he was in college, just wrestling, came yeah. over to a grudge training system and just, was this banshee man? I was yeah. like, gee, who is this kid? Yeah. He just had wrestling, but his hips are insane, yeah. dude. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. He's he's fast. He's he's special, he, special, special. He dude. doesn't he doesn't have a lot of crazy fluid athletic movements, but his ability to move his hips back, like very strong hips and very I mean that's and that's just years and years of being on wrestling mat too, the the hip awareness, yep. the body awareness. Yep, you yep. Know? One thing is, man, when you're watching this show, flashback fight nights, fight companion. Fighting a kid, king the sting in the wing, food truck, whatever it is, your boy's on Kratom. Kratom is my limitless pill. Listen, I fired up all freaking day. Stand up, podcast, whatever it is, your boy's on Kratom. The secret's out, man. That's my secret weapon. It's Kratom, and I need all the help I can get. You listeners know this, and viewers. It's the best focus product I've ever used. Best part, it's all natural. Visit happyhippoherbals.com. Use promo code THICKBOY for 20% off for life. Use that code as many times as you want. Visit happyhippoherbals.com. Use promo code THICKBOY for 20% off for life. So, you know, you get the, the Dan Hooker, the huge knockout. Everybody knows your name. You're getting notoriety. You're following's flying through the roof and then you get the title shot here against charles Oliveira, which i thought going into the fight the way the ufc works especially at the 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 upper echelon it's about styles Mm -hmm. like the fifth guy could be the number one guy but the fifth guy can't be the number four guy it's all about style matchups i thought this was actually an easier fight for you than a Gaethje or a, a Dustin Poirier, I thought Charles Oliveira was an easier fight. And you proved me, I said that on my show, and you proved me correct in the first round. Yeah. Where I, again, if this goes on 20 seconds longer, you're world champ. Yeah, or if there was a different a different referee, not to say that the the ref did anything wrong, but but as we see, there there could be a different referee inside these different stoppages. 
Oh. And in one guy, because it's that's the hardest job in the entire world. Being a referee is the I hardest job that. in the entire See, world. I, I beg to differ. It's, really? a, it's challenging. Yeah, it's, I, I feel like brain surgeon be tough. Well, I mean, that's yeah. I mean, there's there's things like that. Firefighter, but, Navy SEAL. No, I get so it. I don't. When people go, it's the as, toughest job in the world. I'm like, but as far as deci- split second decision making, and then once you make that decision, you, you have a multitude of millions and millions of people. Just criticizing your decision, you know, mm-hmm. it's one of those up there. I would say maybe maybe that's just because that's the world I live in. But. No, I mean fighters say it all times toughest job in the world. I, I beg to differ for sure. Just get better at your job. You're but wrong. then also, <laughs> oh sorry. But then also, <laughs> you know, you look at the judging. Yeah, and it's like I wouldn't want that job. I'm like I would. Yeah, it's like wait, what the? F- there, and there's no repercussions. Like no one gets held to a standard. Refs do a little bit because. They're they're such a familiar face, you yeah. know. So we get True. The, the refs become celebrities, and then online they get annihilated sometimes. Mm-hmm. So they deal with it a little bit. For the most part, they get it right. Like the yeah, it, it, I agree. It is a tough job, but the toughest. Let's be let's be cool. But okay. I I do think you know for the most part they do have to be held responsible, and they are. Yeah. And usually they make good decisions. Sometimes you know so many fights they make bad decisions, but the judging. Yeah. To me, is a much bigger issue. Judging was really bad. Even you know, as, I hate as how we, we all here. accept it. How at, everyone goes, that's part of MMA. It's like, well, dude, because you, you know, in the NFL, in the Raiders Cincinnati game, they made a horrible mistake. You know what the NFL did? They pulled all those referees and went, "You guys aren't refereeing during the playoffs. It's wow. too big of a deal." Well, and that's they got suspended. Well, and that's yeah. I mean, that's the way. That's the way it should be too. I mean, the, yeah, the fact that there's no repercussions or even. It would be nice if there was a public hearing where we could where we could see as we sit here today. When you look at last fights last weekend, Sean Strickland versus Hermanson, yes. and Sal D'Amato judged the fight for Jack Hermanson. He and, should be and, suspended for six months, or he should at least be sat there in front of a public forum, explain live on himself. YouTube, for him to explain himself and for the media or fighters or coaches or whoever to ask him questions to see what is going through his head because. It, only through information of of understanding how why, how he saw that fight for Jack Hermanson can we glean the information to make our decisions on how we should still I, fight. I don't know how you can argue that. No, you know what I'm saying like I'd love to hear his argument, but again, they, they're not held accountable. No, and like he, that should be a six months. It is, and I'm I'm afraid to even sit here and talk about him or say his name because he could be my my judge, and you you don't want to think it's subjective. You don't want to think that there could be any kind of bias, but it is. It's it is kind of crazy. Or even some of these. Boxing refs who come over and they, oh, they oh, and you're just gonna be starting boxing. Yeah, and I'm just like about straight corrupt. Well, but I'm saying, yo, that, but also like they they only knew boxing, and then all of a sudden they come over and they start it, judging it, it, mixed it's martial insane, arts. But it's just so insane as uh, a UFC fan. We just go, that's part of MMA. It's like what? It's fucking it's 222, man. It is, and, and like these and guys' paychecks, like exactly. It's, it's your and then whole also life. like uh, although the UFC is more forgiving, but it's like if you lose a fight, man, you go back. Yeah. you got to go back in the queue and soaked like to. And just to get a title shot is damn near impossible yeah. in the UFC. At 155 pounds, yeah. you know how much of a badass you have to be to get a fucking title shot? Yeah. And then you got this ref who might fuck it up for you? Yeah. Come on, Sal. I think it's CT. All right. Yeah. Uh, let's hit this Charles Oliveira fight. Love this for you. I thought he, you were a nightmare of a matchup for him. I still yep. believe that. I think you guys fight again. Um you know, going to this fight, think, you get a title shot. Obviously, you've been a world champion before, so it's not unfamiliar territory. Mm-hmm. He does, you know, I know it's the nerve. He does have a, you know, the quick gene in him, which I liked, especially for you going this fight. And, dude, you you, you kind of you came out like a banshee. And yeah. Obviously, no fear. You, you, you're pressure. You're aggressive. You're fighting like Michael Chandler, yeah. which some guys change when they get to the big show. But for you, it was just yeah, that was, that was out right the there. gate. 
It was, and that was that was the same. So you saw the right hand of the body, left hand right there again. There it is. So we're kind of hitting landed. with kind of the same stuff. And um, he shot. He shot. He shoots, and I filthy guillotine. Yeah, and it was uh, it was kind of one of those deals where I was like, eh, I'm probably not going to get this, so I'm going to go. You ahead knew, and just, right? You I'm don't want to waste your energy and, and uh, kind of fight out of it. I give him my back, which this was when Joe is like, this is a horrible position for for Chandler, and and of course that's this the is, wrestler in you. Yeah, and and I love to give my back. I love to give my back to people because I think I always get out. I always get the one on one. I I will hold on to this one on one now. Um, you're not worried about getting submitted here, I'll, but the, I'm not. And this what's is crazy the to most me decorated is, submission artist. That's what I was going to say. You're talking about a guy who has the most submission bonuses ever. And maybe it's that was ignorance on my part. Maybe you know. Also, but, probably the reason why you're there. You know, what I'm saying like that belief in yourself yeah. gets you there. So I hold dicey game to play. But you are you you're doing the baseball bat. What I tell my son when yeah. someone gets his back, baseball, baseball yep. bat. This was ill advised yet entertaining. Okay, okay. so <laughs> right there, and that's what a lot of people would say too. And but I knew. Down there where he has a figure four, it starts to loosen up. And once if, if I hold that arm right there, there's not much that he can do. Plus, he's starting to realize that he's gonna be he's getting in more in a in a more stuck position or he's, a more he's loose bleeding position. too now. Do, yeah, you, do think, you remember when you cut him? That's I good think I hit him with a left hook. Yep. I'd like to say it was my head that headbutted him on the on that jump oh, thing. Oh, that might it, that it, might be I, it wasn't. You don't think so? He was already bleeding before that. Okay. It'd be cool if he was though. Yep. <laughs> Even though that's it's legal, but if you're but. a Michael Chandler fan here and you're you're tuning in, you're like, well, this is worst case scenario. You had mm-hmm. the best submission artist of all time in the UFC, yeah. most decorated submission artist. He, you know, he has a body lock and he has his back. That's like, one of the hardest positions to ever get out of. That when when a nightmare. guy with long arm, long legs has a figure four, but I get the two on I get the two on one and I'm able to athletically just spin out and I do it in practice all the time. Um, so you're confident there, I am confident there. It's you know probably not the best idea you know because you could lose a fight or you could sit there a whole round because of it um but from here now i just kind of smelled blood you know i thought you're going hard in the paint right now yeah i thought i thought he's really starting to second guess himself so i'm just i'm just going for broke it's it's in me i'm like i think i come down into his guard here in a second and I'm, I'm surprised you just don't let him up. There you oh, go. No. He gets he up. up. And then now it's on. Which I was, I was happy about. Yeah, because – so I was chasing the right hand of the body, and that's where that will eventually be, be my demise. Oh, that left so hook that hit. right hand with the left that hook. That right hook. See, here? Here? Yeah. You're talking minute 52 left too? Yeah, I mean – You know, some refs would stop that. Yeah. And is that frustrating for you to watch? It, no, not really because, I mean – He is defending is, there, though. Yeah, he is. I, I – I Smart veteran move on it. his part. No, I wouldn't have. Yeah. Smart veteran move. And also championship fight. I yeah. use a 10 on the side of let them go a little longer so yeah. it's clear. Yeah. And I don't want to get annihilated on Twitter if I'm a ref. You know, so I'm yeah. like, let's let, get, let him go a little yeah. bit. And then just from here, I thought he, he obviously he's a long body and he's a he's a jujitsu. He's a jujitsu guard player. So he's very good at defending, just putting stuff in in between yourself and him. With his legs, with his arms. Did you train a lot of that in camp? I Were did. A lot of big time jujitsu, like black belts, guards, and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, and just moving guys. Uh, I, I was. Move I gotta be honest. Guys. I was surprised that this fight was this much on the ground. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he. Uh, I think he he realized pretty soon right away that that the pressure that I was gonna bring. He didn't really want to. And he shot. Yeah, he was the first one to shoot, which surprised me. And also here, I think he probably thought he was gonna. Maybe catch me in something. I landed a couple of really great elbows. Really, hats off to him. him. He's, yeah, he's freaking, you know. Yeah, he, you're, you're, you're being the shit on right now. But uh, it's also, you know, I, I think too for a lot of guys is when they go, "Oh, Charles Oliveira, he's a black belt." Yeah, you know, he's a black belt. I'm like, 
Oh, you think Chandler, you know, it's not his first rodeo, man. Yeah. It's uh, that black belt turns into a white belt pretty, pretty quick, especially after all the. But also, the sweat are you a black belt too? I don't even have a belt. Beltless. I mean, if I get a ward belt, I'll give you a black belt. <laughs> Thanks. Man. I am a black belt. I don't know how it works exactly, but, you know. Yeah. So here, you know, now it's now, now I, I'm in, you know, you're recover. comfortable. Now I'm in recovery mode, though, too. I'm in like, there's so eight is he, seconds though. left. Let's just, uh, let's end this round, walk away from him. Hopefully he's second guessing himself. I mean, Go the only reason the you what the crowds love it, the only reason yeah. when you give that 10 8 rounds, because he had the, the body lock, mm -hmm. right? He had your back. Definitely a 10 9 for, let's say 10 9. 10 9 is fair there. Yeah. Definitely won that round, wobbled him. Probably better they didn't stop it early. I mean, I yeah. wish they did, being your friend, but, you no, know. Of course, yeah. It's like, that'd be nice. That'd be great. That leg kick got me, but it's all right. The, the, we'll the, is up. that the same leg kick that hurt you the in low, Bellator? The low leg the, kick with homeboy. The, yeah, the low, low leg kicks are always the yeah. worst. Yeah, that was the good shot by him. Good timing good by shot. him. Got dude, and that guillotine's pretty, pretty deep. Boom! Right yeah, his, his eye well. was bleeding before. That was that left hook. Yeah, I was doing a lot of right hands of the body, left. Boom! Hooks. Right behind, behind the head the there. Ears. Boom! Then that. The, the funny thing is, in the Dan, when I knocked down Dan Hooker, I went for, I went for the choke and then decided You're smart to go against yep. the punches. But with this one, I actually wish I would have went for the guillotine. He's got a longer, skinnier neck to at least kind of go no arm in the kind of a naked guillotine. I wish I would have. In hindsight, least, in hindsight, I would have mm -hmm. wish I would have. But it's it's hindsight. It's then, 2020. Agree. And then I thought, you know, after a round like that, like Charles, he, Boom, he's, right there. Oof. Came out, went right hand, right hand to the body with no, with didn't have my hand up. Really bad. Bad decision, bad technique, and then he, uh, that was the beginning of the end right there. That was a legitimate stoppage. Charles Oliveira, your lightweight champion. Yeah, man, he's a beast. This moment, you do you realize what's going on? You realize you lost the championship, or are you a little yeah. out of it? Yeah, no, I remember, I remember being there. I remember Dan being in front of me, and I remember seeing his yellow shorts because they stick out like a sore thumb. I remember seeing his yellow shorts run across and him jump over the cage. And Nothing worse. Like, like, God damn it. And you're just like, well. There it went. Yep. That was the opportunity of a, you know, and a I, lifetime. And, what, and kudos to him, too, because after that first round, I thought, this is, uh, this is going exactly how I predicted. Mm -hmm. He's going to come out. He's going to realize Chandler's a different animal. There's that quit gene in him. Yeah. I was off, man. He came out, and it fired him up, I think, losing that round. I think yeah. that championship mentality came out in him. And he, yep. he came out ready to go for man. sure, and and it it continued to show that Charles Oliveira's got some sharp hands. You know his his Muay Thai, his kickboxing is is a lot sharper than a lot of people get, have given him credit for. Um, you know, I think, but the biggest thing is just the overarching feeling that since making the decision to go to the UFC, knocking out Benson Henderson, coming in, knocking out Dan Hooker, and then getting the title shot. Like I thought that was my moment. I thought that was – I was like, you couldn't have scripted this thing Agreed. any better. This is a perfect storybook ending, Cinderella story. This was absolutely perfect. So I think whenever all those – all that – I was 100% confident that I was going to be the champion that night because it all worked out so perfectly. You couldn't have scripted it any better, and then all of a sudden it doesn't. So it was almost just – I was. it was confusion mixed with obviously, you know, tears and that's the fight sadness. Business, yeah. It? So it's just uh, – it's a crazy, crazy sport, but that's why we love it. I mean, I can sit here and watch this and somehow still be happy that Charles Oliveira, this kid from the favelas of, of Brazil. Great story. Who had a really up and down kind of spotty career, couldn't really be relied upon. And, yeah, I don't in, think in six years ago you would say, yeah, that guy's going to be you know, no. dominant world the guy champion. The guy couldn't even make weight yeah, it, half so the many time. Issues, you know? man, I yeah. cornered Miles Jury whenever he fought 
Charles Oliveira. Charles didn't make weight. Jesus. And I just remember that was the day that I was like, I don't like this guy. Yep. So the, it was kind of years later. It was almost somewhat of a revenge, too. I was like, this guy doesn't deserve to, to be fighting for the title if he couldn't even make weight that many, yep. miss weight that many times. You know, I've weighed in a hundred something times. I've never missed weight. Um, but he's cleaned things up. He's come back as a consummate professional. He's our Inspirational champion. Story, and, now he's, and now he's looking great. So in a weird way, you know, you have you have a certain amount of respect for every single person that you step into the octagon with, cage with, the mixed martial arts you landscape with, of course. But even for him, seeing the way he's come back, it's a great story for young kids in Brazil. Can I can cool. I get your prediction? We'll end on this. Well, I have one more question, but we'll end on this. Um, prediction for Charles Oliveira, Justin Gaethje, championship fight. Man, my uh, my heart says Gaethje. I want Ga- I, I think I want Gaethje. I think Gaethje. I'd like to see Gaethje win that title. But man, I'm telling you, I think I think Charles Oliveira has more tools. I think Charles has now proven himself that he's tougher than we thought. Agree. I think do I don't think he's going to be able to take Justin down as easily as he thinks he's going to. No. Case in point for me. Yes. Um, but I think Charles. I think Charles gets the nod in that one. I do. Interesting. I mean, I see it going either way. I think for Justin, again, I, I still think to me, and I know it's crazy. To say, the jury's still out for me on on Charles Oliveira. Even after seeing that, I do like how he responded. You know, obviously you know this. You've been in there. You shared the lockdown for five rounds with him. I just Justin Gaethje is just a, such a different animal. Yeah. So um, it it's, is. It's a great fight. It is, and and Gaethje's got a great chin. I mean, and that's the thing too. You look at. I mean, obviously Charles Charles finished me right there, but then I fought Gaethje and took everything Gaethje had, and, and he wasn't able to finish me. And I obviously I got dropped that one time, but it. It just goes to show the perfectly timed, perfectly placed shots anybody can get knocked out, and that's exactly what Charles did. Put it right on the chin when I wasn't ready for it. It's the shots that you don't see coming that really knock you out. Agree. So. I'm gonna make a prediction now. We'll end on this. I think we'll do this again. The next three fights we watch will be your next three UFC fights. I think it goes Tony Ferguson, Conor McGregor, and then you fight for the title. I like that. And I think we're gonna be here watching it. And you're gonna be world champ at the end of that's 20, my prediction. At the end of this year. Uh, I'll say by early 2023. Okay, I like that. That That's my prediction. A, that would be a perfect. Uh, that would be a perfect little run. Yep, I'm down with that. This was fun. It was fun. Thank Hunter you, Chandler. A little bit of work, man. That don't scare us. I get up, I go hard like I'm George Harris. Make plays, break lanes, push weight, break chains, go hard, kick ass.